Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is part four of 2021, the year of great hope. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. God is good all the time. God is good. Hey, I just want to thank you guys. My goodness, that racks are all filled again out there. We had to empty them out the other day and ship it all out. So what am I talking about? We're having our Super Sunday 2.0. And with the 2.0 this year is that we're not just going to do soup. We're opening it up to other items. Amen. So we have a little green card, but the ushers tell me, uh, you got, I got to give them a little time to get done here before I put them to work. So we have one of these little green cards on these little green cards tells you all kinds of stuff you can pick up to bless our uh, community. Amen. God is good. So here's what's going on. We're going to have this on Super Bowl Sunday, which is February 7th. You can drop off your food. Anybody need one of these cards? If you weren't here last week, just raise your hand. I'll get you one. Well, you can drop off your food during the week. We have a little area by the admin that you can drop it there, or you can bring it in. And that Sunday, remember to wear your favorite team jersey. The teenagers are going to take over the service. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good good service and we're going to watch the video again from the football players with this this year's amen we get a new one every year so it's going to be a good time amen god is good so i've been sharing with you a lot about some of the greek words there in matthew of what they mean and the uh return of the lord and i was able to get rick renner's books i got 30 copies of it signs you will see just before jesus returns outstanding it goes right through it all. Some of it you're not going to like to read, but you should really know. I got 30 copies. They're in the bookstore, and they're at that other uh, little table out there. So if you want to avail yourself of that, I guarantee they're going to go quickly. So get there quickly. Amen. You ready to get into the Word? God is good. He's on the throne. And I got a blessed hope. Amen. I'm looking up. How about you? I'm looking up. How about you? I'm looking up. How about you? Lord, we bless you and we thank you for this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And I thank you that I can celebrate Jesus today, Lord. I thank you, Father, for calming our souls, Lord. I love that scripture that Diane brings out quite often that you take care of us as a mother with her child on her breast, Lord. And you take care of us. You are El Shaddai the all-sufficient one, the breasted one, Lord. You provide all the nourishment that we need, and we thank you for it. And Lord, we're alive today because you appointed us to be alive today. You're the one that said, Tom will be alive in these crazy times. And you've given me your grace and your ability, Lord. So I thank you for that. We break discouragement. Our eyes are not upon this world system. Our eyes are upon the heavenly system. Hallelujah. 
receive that this morning, please. You know, I have been checking Facebook out and Twitter and listening to what many of you are writing and what other Christians are writing, and there's almost a sense of hopelessness right now. Are you kidding me? I got more hope than ever before. Jesus is on the throne. Amen? Come on, talk to me today. You got to help me out. There's no sense of hopelessness. Amen? Get rid of that. Let's keep our eyes. Guess what? The king is coming. I started singing that the other day. Anybody remember that song? The king is coming. Well, how come the saints of old really kept their eyes on the Lord's return? And all of a sudden, these saints of today were keeping our eyes. You know, as one person said, we're supposed to be building a mansion up in heaven, not a mansion down here. And I think too many Christians are so focused on this life that they're forgetting that this life is but a vapor that appears for a while and then vanishes away. Today is January. I wasn't sure. That's why I held up there. Today's January 24th already. Amen. Time is flying. Before you know it, Jesus will return or you'll be in the grave, one or the other. Amen. I hope he returns. That'll be a lot nicer. But if he doesn't, that has no, no power over a Christian. Amen. All right. Let's get into the word. Did we pray already? Then God is good. Amen. God is good. 2021, the year of great hope. Jesus is our hope and future. We are seeing that in this crazy world, that Jesus Christ is our only hope and future. I want to read a little story to you that I read the other day that really just kind of got me and showed me some things. So Pastor Dutch Sheets, some of you might know him, told a story about a 40-year-old lady who was having open-heart sur bypass surgery for a blocked artery. Although this is a delicate procedure, it's considered a routine surgery now, and it's performed successfully more than 230,000 times every year. During the operation, the surgeon clamped off the main vein flowing to the heart, hooked it to a machine that pumped the blood and kept the lungs working. The heart actually stops beating while the vein is being bypassed. When the procedure is over and the machine is re removed, the warm, warmth from the body blood normally causes the heart to start beating again. If that doesn't work, they have drugs that will wake up the heart. This lady was on the operating table and the bypass was finished. So they let her blood start flowing, but her heart didn't start beating. Then they gave her the usual drug, again, with no success. She had no heartbeat. The surgeon massaged her heart with his hands to stimulate that muscle, and they couldn't get it beating again. But even that didn't work. He was so troubled, it looked as if his patient was finished. Then he whispered, in her ear, Mary, I've done everything I can. Now I need you to tell your heart to beat again. He stepped back and he heard, bump, 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 bump. Her heart kicked in and it started beating. Do you need to tell your heart to start beating again? Maybe life hasn't turned out the way you hoped. Maybe situations in the last few weeks haven't happened the way you thought. Maybe you're just sitting on the sidelines. You got to get your passion back, church family. You got to get your fire back. Tell your heart to dream again. Tell your heart to dream 
again. Tell your heart to love again. Tell your heart to laugh again. Come on. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Tell your heart to believe again. The Most High God has breathed His life into you. You got what it takes. This is your time. This is your moment. This is our season. We need to shake up fear and insecurity and get ready for God's goodness. Get ready for God's blessings. Get ready for God's fullness of his destiny. You can and you will. You may have suffered a setback, but don't sit around in self-pity. Tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart to love again. Tell your heart to hope again. Someone may have done you wrong, but don't let it poison you. Tell your heart to forgive again. Tell your heart to love again. Maybe a dream didn't work out, but nothing will change if you just don't expect more, if you just expect more of the same. Tell your heart to hope again, to dream again. In Psalm 43, 5, the psalmist had to do this to himself. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? The soul is the mind, the will, our personality. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Ready? Come on, you know it. Hope in God. Hope in God. Come on, say it with me. Hope in God. Hope in God. Hope in God. Come on, say it with me. Hope in God. Hope in God. I'm not just talking about election. I'm talking about life. We have to hope in God. Because can I guarantee you one thing in this life? It's full of disappointments. It's full of things that we didn't expect. Things go different than the way we pray sometimes. Things just didn't work out. Relationships didn't work out. I thought I'd be old and, and living together with this guy or this lady and they left me. And here I am. I got to start all over again. Listen. God can turn what the devil has brought for evil and turn it around for good. And I get an amen today. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my continence and my God. Amen? Would you turn with me again to Proverbs chapter 13? And I want to pick up from last week in verse 12. Praise you, Lord. You know, I wake up sometimes in the morning and I'm shocked I'm still here. That's how close we are to the return of the Lord. I've never... In my 45 years of studying eschatology, the, the, the return of the Lord, end-time prophecy, never have I felt what I'm feeling right now, church family. Get yourself ready. The king is coming, and he's coming for a bride. That's us. And let me tell you, a hubby at the wedding takes care of that bride. He's going to take good care of us. Amen? And everything's going to be okay. He's not coming back for no battered bride. Amen. He's coming for a, a bride, spotless, pure, holy. And how does he do that? He's given us spotlessness, holiness, and his goodness. Amen. Proverbs 13, 12. Ready? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, 
It is a tree of life. Church family, hope again. I don't care what you've been through, hope again. I don't care what disappointment you've had in your marriage, hope again. I don't care what disappointment you've had in your family, hope again. I don't care what disappointment you had in your jobs, hope again. I don't care what disappointment you had in friends. David said, here, I thought this friend of mine, we used to go into church together. We used to worship together, and he stabbed me in my back. Well, God has never stabbed us in the back. God is for us, and he's saying today, ready? Say with me, hope again. Come on, say with me, hope again. No matter what has come against us, no matter what infirmity or whatever it is, hope again. Hope again. Hope again. Hope again. 2021, the year of great hope. In the, the Passion Translation, it says it like this. When hope's dreams just seem to drag on and on, Pastor, how long the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. I want to give it to you for one more. This isn't a, a translation. It's paraphrase, message paraphrase. Unrelenting disappointments leave you heartsick. Come on. How many have prayed prayers day in and day out? Day in and day out. And you see no stinking change. How come, Pastor? I don't know. I'm not God. Some people say, you don't have enough faith. Really? Is that really going to be your answer to me? You dope. <laughs> That's really going to be your answer. Throw the guilt trip on the other person. I don't know this person. His name is Jeremiah Johnson. Many of you might know him. But I read a little thing from him yesterday, and I have to slap him on the back. Because he's one of these so-called prophets that said, I missed it. I missed it. I wish the rest of them would all say, I missed it. Because guess what? We're in stinking flesh. And we're going to amen and amen. Oh, Pastor, you're preaching good today. You got that right. Because, my goodness, I'm tired of all the storytellers, and I'm tired of all the carrots put in front of me, if you know what I'm trying to say. Keep your eyes on God. Amen? And you know, when you miss it, I miss it. Amen? We are human beings. We are all going to miss it. Amen? Unrelenting disappointments leave your heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around church family hope again hope again hope again the news today is just bringing people down as i shared last week suicides are up depression is up drug use is up antidepressant is up all these things are up but church family jesus is our only hope and future Maybe God has given us a shaking or something. He's saying, get your eyes on me right now. Get your eyes on me. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a 
hope, a future and a hope. What is a hope? The definition of hope, an expectation of good. I don't see it yet. Faith is I see it now. Hope is the blueprint. It's down the road, but my expectation is good. How can you say that? Look what's going on. Because my hope is not in the United States of America. I'm going to a new city. Oh, I'm going to a new city. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Message Bible. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. I like that. And again, it, it's not a translation. It's just a, like a commentary that, the, that this guy wrote. I know what I'm doing. I got it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future that you hope for. What am I hoping for? I'm hoping for those pearly gates. Glory to God. I'm hoping to see my Savior's face. Amen. I'm hoping for a place that the saints of old dreamed about, where Abraham dreamed about and Daniel dreamed about, and all of them dreamed about. Peter, James, Paul, on and on. They didn't put their faith in this world. They put their faith in the world that was to come. I don't believe that, Pastor. Really? You know? Oh, let me find you a scripture then. It's found over in, in Hebrews. Hebrews 13. 1113, this, this is in the New Living Translation, so go ahead and put it up on the screen. Look what it said. All these people, all the people that it talks about in that hall of faith, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. So that means they didn't see the fullness of the promise in their lifetime. But look what it says. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and they welcomed it. Watch, watch. They agreed that they were foreigners and no man's here on the earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country that they can call their own. If they had longed for the country that came from, from they could have gone back, back. Oh, I am not coming back to the earth the way it is. But they were looking for a better place. Come on, say it. A better place, a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God. Watch now, for he has prepared a city for them. <laughs> I can't wait to see that city. Oh, man, I hope you're getting a glimpse of where I'm going today. Because last week we talked about a young man whose name was Mativishef. You remember that? He lived where? A place called Lodabar. Can I tell you something? This earth is a Lodabar. I don't care if you're living in a penthouse. This earth is Lodabar. It's nothingville. It's ghetto compared to where we're going. And I'm not trying to stand here today and say, look only to the future. Look, we got to live. You got to work. You got to do all these things. But if your hope is just in this life, that's sad, guys. Sad. Why do we call ourselves Christians? Because we believe in a man named Jesus Christ who came on this earth, who died for my sins, that I don't have to go to hell, that I can go to a place called heaven. And as C.S. Lewis said, this life is but a shadow land of what God has in store for us. And that's so right on. This is but a shadow. You can chase a shadow. You can run after a shadow. You can jump on a shadow. But a shadow is not real. We are waiting for the real. Can I get an amen? We are waiting for the, the real. And this Mativishef, who was in Lodabar, who was in Nothingville, 
was taken by the king. And he was allowed now to sit at the king's table. He was allowed to hope again, to dream again. He might have been lame in his legs, but he wasn't lame in his heart no more. And I guarantee when the people looked at him, they said, look at this, this lame person. But yet he's sitting at the king's table. Me and Diane had to go to this meeting one time. It was kind of a meeting. You know, they had all the tables, hundreds of tables there. And they called us out and they said, we want you to sit at the table with the president of this company. I was like, and I guarantee people were looking at us going, who's that? And I'm like, I'm Tom. No, no. <laughs> you guys know me good enough. That stuff doesn't impress me. But it's just God takes us from the Lodabars, from the Nothingvilles, and he exalts us to him. How does he do that? The Bible says it's when we humble ourselves. When we're willing to say, I was wrong. So what? I have said that to Diane so many times. And she has said it more times to me. <laughs> Give me an amen, Diane. Amen. amen. See that? <laughs> Guys, hope again. I just want you to get today. Hope again. It is so important to know in this life that we have right now, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are not blessed because of our sake or our goodness, but God blesses us because of Jesus. Do you remember? Why don't you go to Ephesians chapter 2 while I'm saying this. Do you remember the Old Testament? When a person sinned, he was supposed to bring a spotless lamb right good quality lamb and do you know what got inspected when the person brought the lamb not the person the lamb jesus christ was inspected by pontius pilate he was inspected by, by uh, caiaphas and the high priest and all of them and they couldn't find anything on him I have been inspected, and guess what they found on me? Lots. I was dead in my sin. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. But when Jesus Christ died on that cross, now watch, follow, and I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior, I made that decision, right? Yeah. Come on, you with me, guys? At that point, God doesn't inspect me anymore. He inspects Jesus. And you tell me you can find one blemish or one sin in Jesus Christ. Not a one. And that's why we are spotless brides going to the bridegroom. And I know for some of us guys, it kind of flips us out. I'm not a bride, I'm a guy. But that's the way the Bible calls us, amen? Now watch what it says here in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. But God, everybody say, I love those two words, ready? But God, come on, all together. But God, one more time. But God, 
who is rich in mercy. Means he's got a whole bunch of mercy, guys. Oh, you know, there's people say I've sinned too much for God to, to help me. No, he is rich in mercy. His mercy will go I, 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 to the worst sinner on planet Earth if that sinner will repent before Almighty God. Watch. But God was rich in mercy. Why? Because of his. See, we get this backwards. We Instead of we saying, God, I love God because he loves me, we say, I got to love God. I got to love God. No, I love him because he loved me. Right? You get that. We, we do it backwards. Religion does everything backwards. I got to do it. I got to be good enough. I got to be clean enough. I got to be righteous enough. Oh, I lost my temper. Good time to go into a week of depression now. Come on, talk to me. I went through it. I remember when I first got saved for years after that until this message of righteousness got in my heart. I would do something wrong and I'd be depressed. Oh, I failed God. I failed God. I failed God. Anybody else? And then when I found out, it's not about me failing God. It's about what Jesus Christ has done for me. It's not about my dues. It's about my done. Come on, guys, talk to me. It's not about my situation. Watch. It's about my position. And my position today is in him. My position today is not in Tom. My position is in Christ. Wednesday nights, you should get online and study with us as we're looking at those scriptures in the book of Ephesians. Watch. But God was rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved me. Say it, me. Come on, I want you to hope again today. Me, he loves me. Even when we, I was dead in my trespasses, he made, he did it. What did he do? He made us alive together with Christ. How? By grace, I am saved. Undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. All because of him. All because of him. We try to make so much about us. Yeah. Why? Because in marriage, it's, you know, what, what you do. Or as kids, you'll get rewarded if you do that. It's all, uh, what's the right word? Listen, it's our position in him. It's not trying to earn this thing. Here's how you earn it. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Right. You've done it. Yeah. What happens if I sin again? First John 1, 9. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us. What if, I don't re know? what if I don't know if I sin? When we don't know that we sin, his blood still washes us of all sins. So what is this all about then, Pastor? Glad you asked. Ready? It's about him. Facebook, YouTube, it's about him. Church family, it's about him. Let's say it like this. It's about the Lamb. about the lamb the lamb was washed pure spotless by grace you have been saved now watch verse 6 and he's raised us up together 
He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For what reason, Lord? Why did you do this? Watch. So that in the ages to come. We all understand there's no end of the world, right? Some people try to throw that out. Oh, there's, you guys preach an end of the world. You've never, ever heard me preach end of the world. I am preaching and have preached end of the age. It's a big difference. This world is still going to be here, but there's a new age, and I hate using that word because of the cultishness of it, but there is a new era coming under Jesus Christ. Amen. And here he's saying it like this, so that in the ages to come, not this age here, the one that is to come, what is this age here called? Dispensation of grace, the church age, right? But that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What in the world does that mean? It means God's going to show us off for all eternity. Look at that. Did you read it for yourself? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches. Come on. God walks on streets of gold. He's got a gate made out of one pearl. Catch the size of that oyster. Think about this, guys. And we're just getting a little glimpse of heaven. And here he says, the exceeding riches of his grace, undeserved, unmerited favor in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. How? Ready? Say it with me. You know it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. What does that mean? I got to believe it. That's why I say, I, I say just about every time. You can go ahead and confess, say the prayer that we say at the end, but if you don't believe it in your heart, it does you no good. Salvation is by faith, right? How? By grace, through faith. Watch. And that, not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If I gave you a gift and came a week later and said, give me it back, it's, you, you have a right to say, No. You gave me that gift. And here he's saying, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That and that of yourself. It's a gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God, not of works. I can't work for it. I can't whip myself on the back enough. I can't fast enough. I can't give enough. I can't go to church enough. I can't bring enough bags of groceries. Those are all good works. Well, except for the whipping on the back. Don't do that. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Here we go. Ready? For you are, say I am, God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece. Yeah. You should see this masterpiece naked in the morning looking at a mirror. It ain't too pretty looking. <laughs> I, I say amen when I look at myself. When I look at Diane, I go, oh, my, oh, my. Come on, talk to me, guys. But God sees us as his masterpiece. Watch what it says. Created in Christ Jesus. For what reason? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
I was created to live today. Jim, you were created to live today. Aaron, you were created to live today. Joey, you were created to live today. I wasn't created to live in the Wild West. I wasn't created to live. Come on, I'm Italian, pure blood Italian. Not many of them left, right? How many pure bloods of whatever nationality? I was created now. I wasn't created in the Roman era, but I was created for a purpose. Look, for good works. Jesus has taken us in, and now we can fellowship and eat with King Jesus Christ. Despite our faults, despite our weaknesses, and despite missing it. Let me tell you something, church family. If I miss it 100% all the time, but I got one thing right, I believed on Jesus Christ. I'm doing A-okay. Amen? Because my Bible says there'll be people up in heaven that will be saved as if by fire. And that does not mean they go into in-between land there, okay? That means, I don't mean that. I mean like you're on fire, like you're burning your seat of your pants and you just made it in. I wonder today how many people are up in heaven. Follow what I'm going to say. Because while they were on their deathbed, they heard a scripture in them that maybe they learned in Sunday school. For God so loved the world, God, I'm going to die. I don't know you as Savior. Would you please still take me in? And the grace of God and the fullness of this salvation in Jesus Christ is so rich that they get to go to heaven. Despite our faults and weaknesses, we have a covenant with God sealed and ratified in the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine John the Baptist on that day? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He took mine. Did he take anybody else's here today? This is what gives us great hope, church family. My hope is not in this world. Now look, I'm always going to vote for godliness. I'm always going to vote for people that support the unborn and people that support marriage between a man and a woman and all these other things. I'm going to support that. And I'll always pray and, and ask God for that. But we are living in the last of the last days. Signs to see just before the king returns. They're all here. Amen. So no matter how low we are, if we have Christ, we are above the richest person that ever lived on planet Earth. We look at some people and we say, look at their lifestyles. They seem to have everything. Church family, we don't just live for this temporal life. 
We have a life coming that is so full, so full of great hope, so amazing, with great expectation. 2 Corinthians 4.18, NLT. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. How many got troubles? I got troubles. You got troubles. All God's people got troubles. Amen? But rather, we fix our gaze on things we cannot see. This is, this is again, 2 Corinthians 4.18. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. I get an amen. Our walk here on this earth is a walk of faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what I see, hear, smell, taste, or touch. The saints of old knew this. And they held on to this. That was Hebrews that I read to you before. So don't fret when it seems like ungodly people are getting everything. Keep your hopes on Jesus and watch and see what he is doing. Look at what the word says about ungodly people. Brandy sent this to me and Diane just the other day. This is Psalm 94. It won't be up on the screen because she sent it to me on Saturday, I believe it was, right? Psalm 94, 19. Whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calms me down and overwhelms me with delight. Watch. It is, it is obvious to all you will have nothing to do with corrupt rulers who pass laws that empower evil and defeat what is right. For they gang up against the lovers of righteousness and condemn the innocent to death. But I know that all their evil plans will boomerang back on them. Every plot they hatch will simply seal their own doom. For you, my God, you will destroy them, giving them what they deserve. For you are my true tower of strength, my safe place, my hideout, and my true shelter. Can I get an amen on that? Look at this one. This is Psalm 49, 16. You go ahead and put this one up on the screen, the Passion Translation. So don't be disturbed when you see the rich surround you with the glory of their wealth on full display. For when they die, they will carry nothing with them, and their riches will not follow them beyond the grave. Though they have the greatest rewards of this world, and all the applaud, they all applaud them for their accomplishments, they will follow those who have gone before them and go straight into the realm of darkness where they'll never see the light again. So this is the way of a mortal man. Honor for a moment, yet without eternal insight. Catch that. Like a beast that will one day perish. Hope keeps you going even when everything you have seems to be dried up. Let me end with this verse. Go over to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Hope keeps you going, even when everything that we have seems to be dried up. Let me give you a prophecy from a prophet of the Old Testament. Amen? Again, he said to me, Ezekiel 37, 4, Prophesy to these bones. Come on, church family. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, 
Oh, dry bones. Come on. How many feel a little dry once in a while? Oh, man. Come on. Come on. The left bone's connected to the hip bone and the hip. Anyway, keep going up. Prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to your dryness. I'm staying in hope. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sunu, sinu, sinu, that was close, on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and breathe and put breath in you and you shall live and then you shall know I am the Lord. Church family, there are times when things just don't go the way we thought. But what do we need to do? Hope in God. Hope in God. Let me just wrap it up with that verse I said before. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, the help of my confidence and my God. Amen? That's why I say constantly, looking up, our redemption draws nigh. Well, what if Jesus doesn't come? I'm still going to see him because my hope is in God. He is the restorer of my life. And I am not going to fret myself because of evil doers. Amen? But pastor, my children hope in God. My grandchildren hope in God. My 403B hope in God. Amen. <laughs> hope in God, guys. I'm not saying to be not be wise, the Bible says. Be gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent. But I am saying, put God first. Put God first. Let God be our hope today. Amen. One more week next week, then our teens are going to have a teen takeover. We're going to have a great football Sunday. Remember, to, the shelves are outside. Let's just keep packing them up. Be a blessing to our community. If you didn't get one of the cards, they're out at the Welcome Center. Amen. Because we are blessed. Amen. Amen. Do you know this year, the year of the great coronavirus, the year of, of all that went on. This church pulled in more money this year than it did the year before. And this church, let me just finish. And this, and I believe this is the reason why this church gave out more money than we ever have before. How does that happen? Ready? Amen, Augie. But God. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. He'll take care of it for us. Amen? I never told you it's going to be an easy ride. I always describe it as that crazy roller coaster I went on a couple years ago in North Carolina. Didn't know it was the highest, twirliest roller coaster at that time. That was only three years ago. Well, maybe, maybe five years ago. I don't know. She's such a support, isn't she? <laughs> What'd she say, 20? I don't think it was that long ago. 
Come on, come on. We all went to Great Adventure on the, the wooden ones and all that they had then, right? What do we do on a, on a crazy roller coaster? I close my eyes. I scream like a, oh, I'm going to say girl. That's probably not correct nowadays. <laughs> I scream and hold on for dear life, and it gets over with, and you go, wow, oh, that was fun. And Diane looks at me with a big grin on her, you sissy, you. Hold on, guys. The ride is going to get rough. But you know what? Our king is coming. Pastor, don't prophesy gloom and doom to me. No, I'm prophesying wisdom to you. It's going to get crazy, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Jesus is in control. I'm looking up. The signs are all there. The king is coming. Father, we bless you and we thank you for the service today. A lot of information. I pray it was encouraging. I pray that our hope again is in us, Lord. Hope again. Know again, everything's going to be okay, Lord. Why? Because you are the captain of our salvation. Are you for us or against us? Joshua said, I'm the captain of the Lord of hosts. Take them shoes off for the ground that you stand on is holy ground. Oh, man, we get the chance to see God do some great things, amen, in our lifetime. This morning, if you're here and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and you would like to make that decision today, then I ask you to pray this prayer with me. And again, as I said, this prayer will not get you saved unless you believe it in your heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Isn't there a bunch of hoops to go through to get saved? The apostle Paul said to the, the jailer, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You and your household, not a bunch of hoops, it's Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, then pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to make it easy for you. But pray it because you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins and accepting me today into your kingdom. Thank you that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you have never prayed that prayer before, Christians praying softly, please. And you are making that decision today. I want to say congratulations. We'd like to give you a little gift before you leave today. There is no charge for this gift. I will not have you stand. I will not have you come to the front, but one of our altar workers is going to hand you this gift. So if you're here today, no one looking around between you and Almighty God. And you are accepting the Lord Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life to him. Or you're just not sure yet, but you would still like this free gift. And with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that will put this gift in your hand. Would you just slip your hand up high? Let me see it. After I see it, I'll tell you to put it right back down. And we'll make sure someone comes to you and brings you this gift. It's our free gift to you today. It's our way to say, let's get started for Jesus Christ. Let's get on this roller coaster 
together. Let's hold on and have a fun ride going through. One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, slip your hand up high and then put it right back down. And I'll make sure someone comes to you and brings you this gift. Okay, we're all born again today. God is good. Amen. Again, with this book, if you want it, it's in the bookstore and the table. I don't mention books too often because I don't want to ever merchandise the things of God. But when I see something like this come across, grab it. Please, if the line is long, get one, go to the other, vice versa. Amen. God bless you, church family. Love you. God is very good all the time. You want to stand up? We're going to close the service. Father, we are so thankful to you for your word. Thank you that you always give us hope, that you always encourage us. And Lord, this morning, we just grab a hold of that hope. We don't we don't look to what's going on around us. We look to you. You don't change. And so we stand on that word today in Jesus' name. I want to bless you from the word of God. It says, the Lord bless you, keep you, protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you surrounding you with loving kindness the lord lift up his countenance his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace a tranquil heart and life we confess that we are the head and not the tail we are above only and not beneath that in all our ways and endeavors we are greatly blessed highly favored and deeply loved we are blessed to be a blessing thanks for worshiping with us go in peace